let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 5. Acts of the Apostles chapter 5, verse 16. Acts chapter 5, verse 16. Acts chapter 5, verse 16. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Some of us are not sure. I didn't say you should say hallelujah. I said shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and those who were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed, everyone. Amen. This afternoon, for a few minutes, I'm going to be sharing with us on a topic I call, Why Did They Come? Can you ask somebody, why did they come? See, so that passage says, there came a multitude out of the cities and about unto Jerusalem. The question is, why did they come? They came, they were healed. But before they came, they had something. They did what? Number one, they heard that there was a promise. They heard that what? There was a promise. And they knew that the person that made that prophet, I mean that promise, was one Whose promises never what? Never fail. They knew that whatever God promises, it shall do what? It shall come to pass. They knew that whatever God does, it shall be forever. They heard that there was a promise. And what was that promise? In Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, from verse 4 to verse 5, Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days. So there was a promise. A promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. John was speaking here. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me, referring to, referring to Jesus Christ, is mightier than I, whose shoes are not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with what? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. So there was a promise. And the promise in this passage was the promise of the Holy Ghost and what? The Holy Ghost and what? And fire. That was the promise. The promise again, was that this Holy Ghost was coming and he will start at Jerusalem. He will start where? Jerusalem. At Jerusalem. The Holy Ghost was coming and he will start at Jerusalem. 
And that's what we have in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We know that passage very well. Acts 1 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Not before. After he's come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Both where? In Jerusalem. So all started in Jerusalem. That was part of the promise. And in all Judea. And in Samaria. And unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So these people came that day to be healed because they heard that there was a promise. And the promise we are talking about here is the promise of the Holy Spirit. But the promise for someone here today may not just be the promise of the Holy Spirit. There is a promise that the Lord has given unto you. You know, there's a song we normally sing. I've heard about you. I've heard about you. I've heard about you. That is why I am here. We are going to sing that song towards the end of the service today. Because we've heard about somebody. Who is that person? His name is Jesus. We've heard that there is a Jesus that does the impossible. There is Jesus that gave a promise. The Jesus that said, Tarry ye, wait for me in Jerusalem. I will come. And he came. Because his promises never fail. So, number one, they had that there was a promise. Number two, they had that indeed the Holy Spirit has come. You know, it's one thing to be said, he will come. But these people had that not only did Jesus promise, his promise has been fulfilled and the Holy Spirit has come. Tell somebody the Holy Spirit has come. If I tell the person the Holy Spirit is here. Now who is the Holy Spirit here to attend to today? He will attend to you in Jesus' name. He will attend to you in Jesus' name. They came because the Holy Spirit has come. And brethren, if the Holy Spirit did not come, are we going to be here today? We will not be here today. So you and I are here today because the Holy Spirit has come. True or false? We are here today because we want to have an encounter with who? With the Holy Spirit. We want a touch. We want an impartation. We want an experience. And none of us will go empty-handed in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 2, the book of Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, Acts 2, 1 to 4. We know the passage very well. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And the Bible says, suddenly. Tell somebody, suddenly. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. The Spirit of God is here. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. You see? John said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. On that day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came as cloven tongues of fire and sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And brethren, the Holy Spirit was significant in the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, he was born of the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus was born of what? Of the Holy Spirit. We know the passage very well. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to verse 37. Luke 1, 34 to 37. When the angel told Mary, you are going to have a child, Mary said, how can this be, seeing that I know no man? And the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of your highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, the holy being that will be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And verse 37 says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And I speak to somebody's life here today. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of your highest will overshadow you. The impossible situations in your life will be overcome. Those difficult situations will be turned around. You know what he told Jeremiah? He said, I am the Lord of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? I want to ask you today. Is anything too difficult for him? No. No. He will do it for you in Jesus' name. He will do it again. He will do it again. He will do it again. Just take a look at where you are now. Where you have been. As it's always come true for you is the same as it was then. Don't you know God cannot change? You may not know how, you may not know when, but you do it again. For somebody here today, your time is now. He will do it again in Jesus' name. He will do it today in Jesus' name. Jesus began his ministry after the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. The Bible says, Matthew 3, 16 to 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened. I speak to somebody's life here today. Your heavens are open. I say your heavens are open. The heavens were open unto him. Brethren, there were many people at the river Jordan that day. John the Baptist was there. The onlookers were there. Other people that were baptized were there. But the heavens were open unto how many people? Only one person. Who was that person? The heavens will be open unto you today in Jesus' name. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. So brethren, not only were the heavens open, somebody's eyes were open. Somebody's spiritual eyes were open. He saw what others could not see. He saw what others did not see. Your spiritual eyes will be open today in Jesus' name. And lighting upon him, verse 17, and a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. I pray for someone here today, God will be pleased with you. I say, God will be pleased with you. 
Because when God is pleased with you, he will confirm his work in your life. When God is pleased with you, he will showcase you. When God is pleased with you, your limitations are eliminated. When God is pleased with you, men will look at you and say, this man is different. This woman is different. This is the person in whom God is what? Is pleased. That will be your testimony in Jesus' name. The ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ was by the enablement of the Holy Spirit. As number one, I said his bath was by the Holy Spirit. Then I said he started his ministry with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But that ministry itself was by the enablement of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts 10, 38. What does it say? How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. What made the difference in the ministry of Jesus Christ was that what? God was with him. What would make the difference in your, in your life is that what? God is with you. And that means whatever you will do that will drive God away from you or that will drive you away from God, don't do it. That's what you don't do it. Because it is presence with you that will make you to manifest His glory. And talking about the Holy Spirit in the ministry of Jesus Christ, finally, His resurrection was by the Holy Spirit. His resurrection was by what? The Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Bible says, If the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwells in you. Is there any part of you that is lacking behind the other part of you? That spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead will avail for you in Jesus' name. That spirit will move over your body in Jesus' name. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. That spirit will, will, will rejuvenate you in the name of Jesus. Look at what that passage says. It says, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall do what? Quicken your mortal bodies. Will eliminate sluggishness. You know, some of us, we sleep through the night, we wake up in the morning, and we are what? We are tired. It's like instead of resting while you are sleeping, you were walking in your sleep. That spirit that quickens mortal bodies will begin to avail for you today in Jesus' name. Every battle you are fighting in your dream, every battle you are fighting in your sleep that makes you wake up as if you've been walking through the night, ah, that battle is terminated today in Jesus' name. Because the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that spirit is here. That spirit is here not as an onlooker. That spirit is here and it's quickening. Quickening. Tell somebody quickening. Quickening. And it will do a work of quickening in your life and in your body in Jesus' name. What did they hear? Number three. They had heard that on the day the Holy Spirit descended, 3,000 souls we are saved. 
Brethren, that was the beginning of impossibility. Becoming possible. Some people preach for all, the, all of their lives. And 100 souls are not saved. A man preached on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says 3,000 souls were saved. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Acts 2 41. Acts 2 41. On that day, we are added unto them 3,000 souls. So that was number three. Number four, they had heard. Remember the question we asked. Why did they come? They had heard, number four, that a, a man who was born lame, a man who was lame from his mother's womb, was healed at the beautiful gate of the temple. A man whose life was upside down. A man who seemed to have nothing to celebrate was healed at the beautiful gate. Acts chapter 3, from verse 2 to verse 9. We are not going to read it, but we know the story. The man was born. He was born lame. He was, the Bible says he was lame from his mother's womb. There was no cure for his ailment. And so all he could do was to go about begging. And he thought, well, since people that go to the temple, at least they believe in God, they will be willing to give. So he thought the best place to beg is where? At the door of the temple. He wouldn't go inside. But that day, Jesus met with him. Jesus will meet with you today. I said Jesus will meet with you today. The Bible makes us to understand in Acts chapter 4 verse 22 that the man was over 40 years old. Over 40 years old that received this miracle of healing. And that tells me one thing. It doesn't matter how long the issue or the situation is. If Jesus could heal a man born lame, which means his lameness, assuming the man was 42 years old, his lameness was about 42 years plus because he was lame from his mother's womb. Depending on what stage of his development, he became lame in the womb. But Jesus healed him. I said Jesus healed him. They had heard that Jesus healed him. And I'm telling you that Jesus can heal you. And I'm telling someone that Jesus will heal you. That's what Jesus will heal me. He has not changed. Has he changed? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's still the same. He's still the same. His word is still powerful. His word still avails much. Number five, why did they come? They heard that in the face of the persecution, after the Holy Spirit came down, 5,000 men were saved. How many were, how many were saved? The first salvation was of 3,000 souls. The second salvation was of what? 5,000 men. And if that church was like our church here, if the congregation is like our congregation here, where 5,000 men are saved, how many women will be saved? So it means, while 3,000 souls were started with, souls means men and women. 
The second record says 5,000 men, which means at the minimum 15,000 souls. Amen? At the minimum. Why? The Holy Spirit had come. The Holy Spirit had begun his work. And the Holy Spirit is still doing his work. I say the Holy Spirit is still doing his work. And he will do that work in your life. He will complete his work, the work in your life. Wherever you need a touch, receive it today in Jesus' name. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. Why did they come? Because they had heard, number six, that Ananias and Sapphira were killed for lying to the Holy Spirit. Yes, they had it. They had that brought Ananias and Sapphira wanted to be popular among the brethren. And so they sold a property. And there was good, nothing wrong with that. And they came to church with half of the proceeds of the sale. And there was nothing wrong with that, brethren. In fact, they could have come with 5% and it would still be alright. But they came and said, this is all that we sold it for. They wanted to reap where they did not sow. They wanted the adulation of men. Oh, these brethren, they are the best. Do you see what they have done? They've sold all their property. They brought the proceeds. Go and do likewise. Meanwhile, they lied to the Holy Spirit. And because they lied to the Holy Spirit, what happened to them? They were killed. They dropped dead. Acts chapter 5, from verse 3 to 5. Peter asked Ananias, why? Why have you come to tell lies to the Holy Spirit? You thought you were lying to me? You have not lied to me. You have lied to God. Peter didn't say die. Did he tell the man to die? No. He simply said, you have not lied to man. You have lied to the Holy Spirit. And the man fell down and died. The Holy Spirit acted to defend his honor. And Mrs. Sapphira and Ananias came with a wonderful uh, 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 bangles and uh, trinkets that she has used half of the money to buy. Every decoration imaginable. Her perfume was the most expensive in the land. Which perfume is the most expensive? Somebody tell me. Somebody tell me. You know now. Is it selling Dior? Well, you won't tell me now. You know the name, you won't tell me. So, <laughs> she, eh? you said? Chanel. You see? <laughs> she came with the most expensive perfume. Her purse, her bag was made of uh, crocodile skin. And she was working exquisitely. Say, oh, I'm Mrs. Ananias Sapphire. You don't know me? And Peter said, tell me, did you sell the land for so much? He said, yes, all of it. He said, why have you connived to lie to the Holy Spirit? He already knew the way the Holy Spirit would act. The feet of those that carried your husband out, they took that door, you came in this door. They are waiting for you. And she fell down and died. They had heard that Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost and they died in the temple. Why did they come? That's the question we're asking. Number seven. 
They had heard that multitude of men and women had just been added to the church. Very important, brethren. Acts chapter 5, verse 14. First, it was 300 souls. Then 5,000 men. Then, here, multitudes. They could see progress. They could see God doing new things. And I speak to somebody's life here today. God will do new things in your life. And I speak to Christ Chapel that God will do new things in this church. I speak to Christ Chapel. I say we are entering or we have entered a new dispensation. And every promise of God will be fulfilled in this church in the name of Jesus. Number eight. They had heard that the shadow of Peter healed the sick. The shadow of Peter. The sick were brought and left. Say, okay, if Brother Peter will pass by, hopefully the sun will be on that side because there were sick people on both sides. The shadow could only be on one side. I hope my science is correct. So maybe they will start praying, let the shadow be on our side so that this people could be healed. They had heard that the shadow of Peter was healing the sick. Acts chapter 5, verse 15. In so much, that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And the passage we read says, everyone that came was healed. What do you need from the Lord today? Why did you come today? Why? Did you come to worship him? Did you come to seek his face? Did you come to touch him? There's nothing wrong if you are in church today because you say, Lord, you must heal me. Because they came to be healed. And they came because of what they had heard. Did you come in today saying, Lord, today must be the end of this problem, this situation. I must leave this place with my testimony. Why did you come? 